Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. And when God's people lose the glory of God's presence and become a reproach, that's another word for shame, disgrace. Something's wrong. When the wicked constantly rule over the righteous and the righteous get used to it. And we just keep going to church. Something's wrong. When the wicked constantly rule over the righteous and the righteous are okay with it. And we lose the presence and glory of God. And we keep going. Something's wrong. How many of you have felt for some time deep within you something's wrong? Something's wrong. When the wicked constantly, consistently rule over the righteous and the righteous don't do anything and we lose the glory and presence of God. We come to church and don't even know God's presence ain't even here. And the world begins to say, where's your God? What, wait, what, why are you going to church? Nothing's changing. There's no transformation in you. There's no transformation in your community. Why you keep going to church? Where is your God? Something is especially wrong. And I, for one, believe we're right there. And so that's when we call fasts consecrations, solemn assemblies to where, and a solemn assembly is not a happy church. Solemn. Solemn. And, and I don't know why, well, I do know why, but, but, but I guess there's a level of frustration that I have uh, had lately because too many church-going people think every time you go to church, it's got to be happy, high, jump and shout church. We, we don't have solemn assemblies. A solemn assembly is when you come gather together and you're seriously contemplating everything we just mentioned. These types of services are necessary. If you're tired of the heathen saying, where's your God? Where's your God? Why you go to church? I don't see God in your life. Where is your God? That, that, should, that should do something to us. That, that really should. That should do something to us. So as we do our part, somebody say we're doing our part. Somebody say it again, we're doing our part. When we do our part, then God does his part. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Wow. And ye shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all over the world. So, so those that truly have the Holy Ghost... No, we got to be witnesses. We have to be proof God is real. God is moving. Salvation is necessary. Deliverance still takes place. We are witnesses. We are proof of that. You're not going to tell me God ain't real in my presence. I'm going to be a witness to you that God is real. Ye shall receive power. Power here, dunamis, is force. Force. You, 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 you and I that have Holy Ghost have 
force. We have the ability to push back what's pushing against us. We, we have force. There's a force in you. I ain't talking about no Star Wars. There's force in you. There's power in you and I. There's might. There's supernatural ability on the inside of every believer that has Holy Ghost living inside them. And, and, and since, since you have that power and that force, you ought to be pushing against something. You, you shouldn't be a spiritual pushover. You need to push back. Look at somebody and say, push back. We, we got to push back. That's why we're praying and fasting. We're pushing back. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able. God is still able. God is still able. God is still able. Even if it doesn't look like it. He's still able. Even if it doesn't feel like it. He's still able. So then so then those of us that are walking by faith know God's still able. We're still talking like he's able. We're still living like he's able. Around people that aren't talking like he's able. Sometimes working around people that don't believe he's able. But I can't help but talk like he's able because he's still able. So you're not going to talk me out of God's ability because you don't see his ability. Now unto him that is able to do. God is able to do something. <laughs> God is able to do something. I'm trying to live like God is able to do something. I may not know what he's going to do. I may not know when he's going to do it, but I'm trying to live like I know God can do something. At any moment, God can do something. At any moment, you can be healed. You can be healed before I finish talking. You can be delivered, God, because God is able. You can be off medication the next time you visit your doctor. Because God is able. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. God is able to exceed. He's able to do more. Why, why are we acting or why are we not acting like God can do more? Why are we not acting like God can do more? Why are we not looking like God has done more for us? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Whoo! Exceeding abundantly. Mm. Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. What have you been asking during the, during the consecration? God can do more than that. What have you been asked? See, when, when we're, I told you, when, when, when you pray and fast, when we consecrate, it's a desperate time. We pray desperate prayers. We ask God to do things that we never ask him to do any other time because we're desperate. We, we, don't, we don't just ask God for a new job during the, you know, you don't, don't fast for that. You, you're going to get that anyway. We ask God for supernatural things, things he alone can do when we pray and fast. Let, let, okay, 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 okay. 
Here's something. This is this, this, this my little prayer. God heal every believer in the world. He's able. Oh, he's able. Heal every believer in the world. Right. Let there be no sickness, no disease, no malady, no infirmity in any saint anywhere in the world. I don't have to know your name. I ain't got to call all these names out. God heal every believer. And if I get real happy, I might call the continents out. Asia, Africa, India, the islands, Europe, Italy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he's able to do it. See, I would feel bad if one of my children at any age of accountability would come to me in our house during dinner time when mom is cooking and they say, can I have just one pea? What? We got a pot of peas and corn and sweet potato. Oh, I'm sorry, we fasted. But you just want one P? Why are you asking for just one P? Do you think you're only worthy of one P? Or do you think I'm only able to give you? Come on, somebody. Do you know what you're worthy of? Do you know what you're worthy of? You're worthy of the blood of Jesus. And if you're worthy of the blood, you're worthy of every other thing God ever created. And since he's able, why not ask him for it? Now unto him. talking about him <laughs> that's why we seek his face right now it's about him and his ability and now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according that, that instrument of accordion is an expansion by breath but it's got ribs and it's connected it's according to. The note is hit according to its expansion and connection. <laughs> God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, connected to the power that's working in you. It's based on the power that's working in you. We have the power, but is it working? You, 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 you have the power, but are you working it? You have the power, but are you using it? Let, 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 let me help you real elementary. Hmm. The power is the Holy Ghost on the inside of the believer. We use the power when we learn how to be angry and sin not. We use the power when we allow Holy Ghost to help us stay married. We use the power when we love our enemies. 
See, we have to use the power to know we still have the power. <laughs> and the more we use the power, the more we recognize how powerful the power is. The less we use the power, the less you recognize how great that power is in you. That's why if you don't use the power of the Holy Ghost, you can use your flesh to stay married. You're going you're gonna to slap her. Think that's how you're you going to communicate to her. That's the only way she understand. Now, see, you, you got it wrong. You're using the wrong power. Or conversely, if you're the, if you're the wife, and it could be the other way around, you're going to holler at him and cuss him out because that's the power you think going to get across. That's not how you use the power. That's not the power you use. Because then you'll fast and pray or pray and fast and you'll continue to use fleshly power. Carnal power. You won't know how to tap into the supernatural power that's in you and move mountains with your faith. The miraculous power of God that lives in us must be recognized, identified, and respected as the Holy Spirit. You must have a personal relationship with him like you do Jesus. He's not the force, not a funny feeling. You didn't catch the Holy Ghost in service one day. Come on, we got to get rid of them. Oh, come on. He is the third person in the Holy Trinity. He has personage, which means he must be addressed and recognized as a person. He must be talked to and treated like a person. You as a person do not like to be ignored. Come on, you, 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 you know how it is, you know, you, you know, after church, everybody's talking and you go up to a little group and they don't stop talking because you came. You go to the next group, but they ain't listening. I'm going. They didn't recognize your person. So you took your little person somewhere where it was going to be recognized. <laughs> Holy Ghost is a person. He's got emblems that give us indications of his nature. A dove. Doves are peaceful. Doves will not mate over any house or place where there's confusion. So we need to understand the power that works in us comes from a place of peace. If you want to get more out of the power of the Holy Ghost, learn how to live in some peace. You can't have stuff going on all the, every time we come by your house. There's stuff going on. Every time we talk to you, there's something going on. At least two or three stories you got to tell us. It's according to the power. Somebody say peace. peace. You need to adopt peace and learn how to practice it and get comfortable with peace. I, got, I don't have time. Holy Ghost is able to do far, far above and beyond what we imagine and what we think. Holy Ghost get more done if we chill out.
I'm talking to my, my hyper brothers and sisters. We just, can't, we, we just can't sit still. Too much to be done. You got a Martha Stewart ministry. Listen, go get Snoop Dogg and sit down. Don't get no chronic, though. (laughs) Pastor Cam, you had to leave on that one? (laughs) We (laughs) need to learn how to just have some peace knowing God is at work. Holy Ghost is at work. Holy Ghost is at work behind the scenes in your life. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to feel everything. You don't have to have a dream. You don't have to have a vision. Just know Holy Ghost is working on my behalf. He's on the inside of me. He's doing more than I could ever ask or think. Holy Ghost is working for me. Luke 10, 19. (laughs) Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, over all, over all the power of the enemy. We have authority over the enemy's power. The enemy might have the nukes, but we have the code. You can't push nary a button unless I say so. You can have every nuke, every weapon pointed at me, but I have authority over how and when they're released. See, don't worry about how small and insignificant you may be and feel. You have the authority. That means nothing can happen without your word. That's why you got to watch what you say. Because with our words, you give the enemy authority. I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let's finish this up. Luke 4, 1 and 2. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Say, Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2, being 40 days tempted of the devil, 40 days fasting, praying, attacked by the devil. How many, by show of hands, have been attacked 40 days in the wilderness by the devil? Don't even put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not putting me in that position to (laughs) rebuke you and help you. (laughs) but Jesus was tempted 40 days in the wilderness of the devil watch what it says and in those days he did eat nothing he's fasting and when they were ended he was afterward hunger so he was hungry Jesus was in the wilderness praying and fasting Fighting the devil for 40 days. For 40 days and nights, of course, Jesus endures harsh treatment from the devil and demons. Come on now. In the wilderness of Judea, in most wilderness, particularly in the Middle East, it's very, very hot in the day and very cold at night. So he was being tormented physically. 
But he was also being tormented mentally because the devil was talking to him. You the son of God? That was his first question. This is what he's doing to you. Why are you fasting? Why are you fasting? You say, you think God hear you? You think God know your name? Who are you anyway? What are you doing all this praying? Mental torment. Some of you guys have been experiencing. Ain't been able to sleep good. Circadian rhythms ain't right. Blood sugar all over the place. It's meant to torment you. It's designed to take your focus off who your God is. So we know Jesus was physically uncomfortable, mentally uncomfortable, emotionally he's going through his 40 days. He's out there by himself. And the devil will tell you, you are by yourself. And here praying, ain't got no husband, your kids gone. All oh, that stuff, crazy stuff he say to you. You know what I'm talking about. Just look straight ahead, nobody's gonna know it's you. He, Jesus, is going through all kinds of torment while he's fasting and praying, being attacked by the devil and demon. He's being tempted, tested, and tried. Luke 4, 13. (laughs) And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed for a season. That should make you shout. Because that tells you and I, temptations, tests, and trials only last for a while. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me step in my prophetic shoes and say it another way. I declare unto you, there's some trouble you in that's about to be over. There's some trouble you've been, there's some challenges you've had, it's about to be over. For a season. So you better get strong during this next season because he's coming back. That's why we can't, we, 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 that's why we can't be complacent because one season leads to another season. Luke 4, 14, 15. Well, not just now. I'm almost finished. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Hmm. He went into the wilderness at the leading of the Holy Spirit. So it was the will of God that he go through all of that. Let me try to help five more people. While you sitting up crying, why I got to go through this? And I don't know what I did wrong. It wasn't my grandmama, my great grandmama, my first husband, my last wife. Let me just eliminate all that. It was a will of God you go through that. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's will God's will you go through everything, every trial. But there are some trials. It is the will of God that you go through, just like the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and then brought him out. So you need to know there is no temptation. Taking you, but such that's common to man. You're not the only one going. See, this is another reason why the enemy used COVID to keep the church divided. So we don't talk and know, man, I just went through the same thing. Man, God brought you out. Man, God brought my cousin out. Man, man, we coming out of this. He don't want you to talk. So you stay in your little shell and think it just woe is me and God don't love me. And you just going through. I'm going to stay here until don't nobody call me. Nobody love me. Jesus was led into the wilderness and he was sustained in the wilderness and he was brought out of the wilderness by the power of the Holy Ghost. And when he came out of the wilderness, the Bible says he came back in the power. 
power of the Spirit. I came tonight to tell somebody, after this is over with, you're going to walk in the power that's in you. After this is over with, you're going to walk in the power that's in you. You're going to know the power that's in you. You're going to be familiar with the power that's in you. You're going to use the power that's in you. You ain't going to walk around as a natural man or woman. You're going to walk in the power that's in you. Notice Jesus returned. <laughs> <laughs> you can let the Lord show you a little stuff like this in the scripture. Jesus returned. In other words, no matter what kind of fight you have, what kind of hell you go through, you're coming back. <laughs> Tell somebody I'm on the comeback. You, the, the devil thought I, it was over for me. Uh-uh. He, you, uh-uh. You, he thought that you had knocked me out, bit my ear off. No, I'm coming back. I'm on the return. I'm going to come back and whoop everybody that had whooped me before. I'm coming back. I'm going to return to my former glory. Matter of fact, I will come back better than I was when you met me the first time. There are Jesus Returned. You know what else that means? That means the devil couldn't kill him. You know he would have if he could have. The devil couldn't kill him, so he came back. I want somebody to know the devil can't kill you. I want you to know the devil can't kill you. I want you to know the devil cannot just kill you. You remember what, what Satan said when, in Job? Ah, where you been going? Oh, I've been up and down the earth, seeing who I get and punk out. God said, what about my boy Job? Just don't touch his body. Then later on, God said, okay, he can touch his body, just don't kill him. See, just because God let the devil touch your body don't mean he's going to let the devil kill you. Hey! Just because you're going through something in your body don't mean the devil can kill you. You better get that in your spirit, because greater is he. Jesus returned. So the devil couldn't kill him. I read the Bible. You have too. Jesus didn't come back crazy. The devil didn't drive him crazy in the wilderness. Tell somebody, the devil can't drive you crazy. Tell him you ain't going to lose your mind. It might be tough. Oh, God, it's tough. Some of the stuff we're going through is tough today, but you're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to stress out. You're not going to freak out. You're not going to take drugs because the devil can't make you crazy. He can make you mad, but he can't make you crazy. Tell somebody, I got my mind. I got the mind of Christ. Say, I got the right mind. Jesus didn't come back twitching. What's going on, Jesus? I was out in the wilderness with the devil. I'm all right, though. Give me a minute. We'll be all right. Need a minstrel. Jesus didn't come back like that. We shouldn't be like that. Jesus didn't come back wounded or damaged. And he encountered the devil for 40 days and nights. Let's just sum that up. Help you. Write this down. Jesus didn't come back unusable for God. <laughs> Woo! He had 40 days and 40 nights fighting the devil. 
and God used him. Listen, listen, y'all, listen. We're rededicating. We're strengthening the ranks. Current elders, new elders, new deacons. Because we need to let God use us. We have to let God use us to help those that are under the powers of the enemy. We got to help them. We got to show people the devil may mess with you, but he can't kill you. He can't make you crazy. He can't render you useless to God. Tell your neighbor, God is using me. And he's getting ready to use me. Greater than I've ever been used before. He's getting ready to use me. Greater than I've ever been used before. I declare to somebody tonight, you will return from this test. You will return from this battle. You will return. You're not going to be taken out. You're not going to lose your mind. You're going to come out of this, and God's going to use you like you would never imagine in a million years. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Now, watch this. The Bible says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit because he was praying and fasting. The whole time the devil was fighting him, he was praying and fasting. The whole time the devil was fighting him, he was seeking the face of God. He knew he was going to return. I want to encourage you, you're going to return. This isn't the end. It gets better after this. It gets better. There is an end to the wilderness. Let me let me let me keep going. So not only did Jesus return, he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. He came back stronger and better. You getting ready to be better. In fact, you're getting better as you sit in the presence of God. You're getting better as you behold the face of your father. You are better. I don't care how your fingers feel. I don't care how your head feels. You are better. I don't care what your bank account says. You are better for having been in the presence of God praying and fasting. You're better. So when Jesus returned in the power of the spirit, this is when he begins his public ministry. Don't miss this. When he comes back, when he returns is when he begins his public ministry. Write this down, write this down, write this down. You are getting ready to do in public what you've been doing in private. You're getting ready to do in public what you did in private. When you shut the devil up in private, praying. In fact, when you shut demons down, when you were praying, you're ready to shut them down in public. Oh, don't look at me like you, you like a deer in it. No, no, no. This is what you're ready to do. I'm in the book. I ain't made nothing up yet. Jesus began his public ministry when he came out of the wilderness. That meant he did in public what he had been doing in private. Why is that important? Why is that significant? <laughs> See, I hate to say it, but some people don't make it out of the wilderness. But because you were seeking God's face, he kept you in the cleft of the rock. Remember Moses? He protected you and strengthened you the whole time you were in the wilderness. 
He did it because he knows your name. That's what he told Moses. I, I know you. I know you by name. So you can return to where you came from to testify and glorify him. People need to see you return to know God is able. So if they got to go through or when they go through the wilderness, they can return. Somebody needs to see you return. Somebody needs to see you come through something. Somebody needs to see you get rid of drugs and alcohol and follow God consistently and never pick them back up. Somebody needs to see you get rid of chasing women and chasing men and going to the strip club and never return. They need to see it to know God is able. Somebody need to see you return in the power of the whole. I ain't return on my own. So Jesus came back ready to glorify God in a more powerful way. In fact, the Bible says that when he started doing <laughs> in public what he had been doing in private, his fame spread. That's what it says. You, you know the interesting, interesting thing about that word fame? It's literally the word rumor. That's interesting. Well, what it means is God is going to use you so incredibly, it's going to start rumors. People ain't going to believe it. No. I don't believe God did that through Clementine. From Ghana. No, she's from Nigeria. It's going to be a rumor. They, they, they ain't going to be able to believe it. What God did, what through David Hamill? No, not, I've been knowing him for years. See, see, it's going to be so amazing, so miraculous that it's going to start a commotion. See, rumors start commotion. It starts people talking. It starts people wondering. You're about to shake some stuff up because God, man, I, I got Your life is about to shake some stuff up. You're about to cause all kind of rumors. You're going to start trouble. You're going to be trouble. People are going to be talking about you. You better get ready. I'm telling you, I lived a little bit of this about 15 years ago. That Logan, that Logan. Yeah, you're going to cause a commotion. Folk ain't going to believe what God is using you to do. They're going to get mad. They're going to come up with excuses. They're going to come up with all kind of stuff to say about you. All because you're walking in the power of the Spirit. That's what happens. Nobody taught me that. I, nobody taught me that. Why, why preachers don't like me? I ain't even from here. You don't even know me. There's a rumor. When God starts using you, it causes a commotion. People getting saved, healed, demons coming out. It causes a commotion. It makes people unsettled. Get ready for that. Look at your brother and sister. Get ready for that. This thing ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. Do you hear what I'm telling It ain't going to be pretty. They're going to be sending nice notes to your house and nice emails and flowers and nice kittens and rescue dogs. It wasn't pretty when Jesus started his public ministry. Because the people that already had a public ministry were threatened by his new ministry. So you're about to start a commotion. Tell your neighbor. You're about to start a commotion. You're about to start something. <laughs> your family going to have some problems with you. Your nephews, your cousins. You, get ready. Get ready. If you want God to use you, this is what you got to get ready for. This is what you got to get in your mind. So everyone stand.
the Bible says about the disciples, the people that turned the world upside down came here. Everybody that, <laughs> that wants change don't want the change God brings. Lift your hands, please. Come on, let's surrender to the move of God that's already begun in your heart. Let's surrender to the move of the Holy Ghost that's already begun in your life that's about to be magnificent, that's about to be earth-shaking. Get ready to surrender to being called a troublemaker for Jesus. A troublemaker for Jesus. A troublemaker for Jesus. Who told you you could do that? Who told you you could cast out the devil? Who healed you? The man in the tomb said, I don't know his name. All I know is I'm healed. Why are you tripping? Commotion. Just everywhere you go, you're going to cause a commotion because of the power of God that's flowing through your life. Because you're not going to back down and back. You're going to speak the truth. You're going to declare what thus says the Lord. You're not going to let devils and demons occupy space and you do nothing about it. You're going to open up your mouth and say the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. You're going to open up your mouth and you're going to say, wait, I have authority over you. You can't just come into this space and make it desecrated and defile it. I am already here. I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I am a clean vessel and we're going to keep this place clean. As long as I'm here, it will be a clean place. It'll be a clean classroom. It'll be a clean high school. It'll be a clean business. It'll be a clean office because the Holy Ghost lives in me. No longer will you say, where is my God? You're going to see him. Working in me. No longer will you think you can just rule over me. Take advantage of me. So, Father, we thank you tonight. Yes, Lord. We surrender to your power. That's at work in us. We get in touch with it. We fellowship and commune with the Holy Spirit. We release him in words of faith and deeds of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more will the heathen rule over us every single day. Every place we go, we're going to walk in the power that you gave us. We're going to walk in the power that you gave us. <clears throat> Not going to surrender to sickness and disease, malady and infirmity, mental illness, emotional struggles and challenges. We have too much power. We're not going to live complacent Christian lives. We are the army of God. You gave us armor to put on so we could fight. We are going to fight like we've never fought before. 
in 2023. We are going to fight for every promise of God is yes and amen to the glory of God. We're going to fight to the last drop. We're going to exercise our faith like never before. We thank you, Father. You taught our hands to war and our fingers to fight. We're going to pray like never before. We're going to fast like never before. We're going to worship like never before. We're going to praise like never before. We're going to serve and sacrifice like never. We are going to fight. Let it be known. This is not a church that can be spiritually bullied. Let it be known. We will pray for one another until deliverance. We will pray and fast and call on the name of Jesus for each other until every yoke is destroyed, every burden is removed. You will not come in here and make leaders or babies sick. We rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have no power, no authority here, and we decree and declare your terror is over. Your reign of terror is over. Your reign of terror is over. So we submit to the Lord. <laughs> we resist the devil. So we say now, bye-bye. You must flee. You must go. You mu we submit to God. We remain small in our own eyes. So God can raise us up. Thank you, Father, for being a faithful God. Faithful to your word. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.